your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about stressed out and how many of us are literally, physically, mentally, emotionally stressed out. And I think I could say probably this entire world, given this this epidemic that we have and this horrible uh, situation where we're all stuck in our home and can't even visit our relatives. Not everybody's in that situation, but a lot of people are. You know, there's a fine line between stress and anxiety. Uh, both are emotional responses, but, you know, stress is usually caused by an external trigger. And that trigger can be short term, such as a work deadline or a fight with a loved one, or a long term, such as being unable to work, discrimination, a chronic illness. You know, people under stress experience mental and physical symptoms such as irritability, anger, fatigue, muscle pain, digestive troubles, and even difficulty sleeping. You know, the fact is, is that stress is this overwhelming idea that something is unfinished or something is we can't control in our life and it's looming over us. You know, anxiety, on the other hand, is defined by a persistent, excessive worries, fears, that, that don't go away, even in the absence of a stressor. And I often tell people that, you know, the bottom line is, go go like this. Take a piece of paper, divide it in half, um, and basically write down all the things you fear. I fear. And then on the other side of the page, write, I have faith that. And where do you want to land? On your fear or that you have hope or have faith that something else is going to happen? Because that's all the, the control we have. And if you're able to do that, you're able to have a, a, a device or a tool that will help you alleviate fear. Because the fact is, is that most people are well-intended and most things are well-intended in our life. And that bottom line is, if we sit around worrying and having fear, we're trying to control things we can't control, which makes us psychotic. You know, anxiety leads to, to nearly identical set of symptoms as stress, insomnia, difficulty concentrating, fatigue, muscle tension, irritability. But both mild stress and mild anxiety respond well to cope to similar coping mechanisms. And that's what's the good news. Like physical activity is enormously helpful. You know, a nutritious and varied diet is very good for us. Good sleep and hygiene are, are a good starting point. But there are other coping mechanisms that are available. You know, if, if your stress or your anxiety does not respond to, to management techniques, or if you feel that either stress or anxiety are affecting your day-to-day functioning or mood, you might consider taking uh, talking to a mental health professional or even going to a psychiatrist who can help you understand what you're experiencing and maybe provide some remedies or coping skills. For example, a, a, a therapist can help determine whether you have an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders differ from short-term feelings of anxiety in their severity and, and in how long they last. 
And so, you know, anxiety typically persists for months and negatively affects our mood, our functioning. Some anxiety disorders, such as agoraphobia, which is the fear of public or open spaces, which basically our whole foundation of the world is <laughs> afraid of that right now, may cause the person to avoid, you know, enjoyable activities or make it difficult to even keep a job. And also, anxiety disorders are common. You know, according to the uh, National uh, Institute of Mental Health, about 19% of Americans over the age of 18 have an anxiety disorder or have had one in the past year. And about 31% of Americans will experience an anxiety disorder during their lifetime. I would suggest that statistics probably more because this one, this particular study was taken before this year. But one of the most common anxiety disorders is generalized anxiety disorder. And to identify if someone has this gen- GAD, G-A-D, generalized anxiety disorder, somebody's going to have to look up for the symptoms such as excessive or hard to control worrying uh, occurring most days over six months. Uh, uh, the worry may jump from topic to topic, but generalized anxiety disorder is also accompanied by physical symptoms of anxiety. And then there's this other one called a panic disorder, which is sudden attacks of anxiety that leave a person really just sweating and dizzy and gasping for air. Anxiety may, may also uh, come in the form of specific phobias, such as a fear of flying, social anxiety, which is marked by the fear of being around people. But anxiety disorders can be treated, and that is the basis of, of this show. And it's not about anxiety. It's about stress, and that's what we're going to focus on is stress a little bit later. But anxiety comes along with it. And so, you know, one of the biggest approaches is cognitive behavioral therapy, which focuses on your behaviors and your thoughts. And so those bad thought patterns related to anxiety and other potential treatment is exposure therapy, uh, systematic desensitization, or in vivo, which is to throw you into the experience and confront your anxiety in, in triggers in a, in a safe or a controlled way in order to break the cycle of fear around the trigger. Now, you know, when people are stressed, it really exacerbates us. The term I'm stressed is something most of us probably hear and say on a regular basis from uh, uh, juggling tight deadlines, running a busy household. You know, it's not hard to feel overwhelmed at times, but there is an important difference between manageable everyday stress which is something that can be uh, motivating and stress that builds up insidiously turning into a serious issue. Accumulative ongoing stress can turn into a major problem in terms of your mental health and your physical health. You know, there's a lot of neurology, uh, especially insights into how the brain processes stress, suggests that stress can be a key element to the development of anxiety and depression. No surprise there. You know, um, you can change your thinking. There's even a book called Change Your Thinking uh, by Dr. Sarah Eldman. And uh, when we think about stress, it's important to distinguish between stress and anxiety. Basically, anxiety is this internal emotional state and can sometimes develop into a condition. While stress refers to demands, and this is quoting her, stress that demands coming from our environment, such as time pressure, you know, a a challenging job, a sick child. You know, when we're under stress, we often experience anxiety, but we may also experience other emotions, such as frustration and guilt and anger and hopelessness. 
anything that's going on, on physiological effects, you know, and psychological effects on our bodies, the way they function, wh- whether we're uh, experiencing a low mood, a bad mood, a frustration, and anger, there's always uh, uh, an add-on. Uh, physiological effect like muscle tension or teeth grinding, hair loss, headaches, dizziness. They're all somatic symptoms that could be brought on by stress. Somatic means they're basically brought on by our our emotional state rather than a physiological problem uh, within our body. It's It's the stress, how the stress manifests itself into our health uh, uh, and how we experience it. Also, sleep disturbance, low energy, muscle exhaustion, you know, it, it, that happens. That happens enormously when we are stressed. And it has a really uh, direct impact on our mood. And, and when we're struggling with stress, we're more likely to become moody and withdrawn. And when stress becomes a persistent issue, something that feels beyond our control, that's when it can start to affect our mental health and then leads to ultimately depression. You know, unfortunately, just like a catch-22, low mood usually makes us less likely to do mood-enhancing things such as exercise or eating healthy or talking about our feelings, which in turn makes us feel even worse. And then we start that spin, that spiral down into depression and anxiety and feeling trapped in our lives. You know, it's common to feel distracted uh, and, and mixed up when suffering with, with chronic stress especially. But it can it can affect your concentration and when uh, and the way we think. You know, causing our minds basically to race and our thoughts to become very scattered. And so our body responds to perceiving threat as fight or flight as a response. And this includes our heartbeat increasing, rapid breathing, trembling, pale skin, diluted pupils, or excuse me, uh, uh, dilated pupils. Our bodies release the hormones that trigger this response, whether the threat is real or if it's in our imagination. So regardless of the threat, like it's like a rabid dog or a public speaking event. Your body experiences the same strain, both physically and mentally. Endorphins get released and we get out of whack. You know, the human brain is designed to be resilient. And most people are reasonably well equipped to deal with stress. However, adding the genes, personality, early life experiences, they play an important role in how resilient we are when dealing with stress. And ultimately, the people who survive, the survival of the fittest, are the people who are most resilient. And that means the brain has to be the most important tool because that is the motivating factor of resilience. And it's so important to really understand that, that you need to have good thinking. You know, for instance, someone who's prone to anxiety and has unsettled upbringing is likely to be more vulnerable to the effects of stress uh, and, and, you know, hope or or more specifically a lack of having it you know most people can adapt to stressful situations as long as they can see you know that there's hope stress can even be uh, mobilizing and therefore helpful if it's short-lived and considered manageable and but things become really a problem when we lose hope and when we can't see the stressful situation uh, ever coming to to the to an end and an unresolved health matter or or an ongoing financial strain can really drive a person to the grave. 
You know, it, it can feel impossible to tackle chronic stress, especially if facing feelings of constant overwhelm. You know, the fact is, stress can take years off your life because basically your body gets tired of dealing with it and eventually the brain will turn on the mechanism for your exit strategy, which is death. And that means if it's cancer, if it's heart disease, if it's whatever, your, your brain will eventually trigger that gene to start working and that gene will never stop working for the rest of your life because at some point your brain has decided it's had enough and that means stress is what will drive you to death you know stock you stop and take take a look at yourself you know if you're buckling under too many demands delegate if you need emotional support start talking to your family your friends get a therapist you know get some support you know put off making non-essential decisions until you feel like you're clear in your head. You should never, ever, ever make a decision when you are emotional. Bad idea. Once you feel in the clear of a frame of mind, try and identify what's causing you the acute stress and consider whether you need to make some key changes in your life. But there's plenty of everyday things you can do to help reduce it. Diet, a healthy diet, regular cardio exercise, top of the list. And, and, and plus, you know, try to quit or at least cut down on your caffeine and your alcohol intake because those can make you irritable. And, and, and quite frankly, if I have too much caffeine, I'm shaking like a leaf. You know, there's plenty of everyday things you could do to help reduce stress. You know, keep a daily journal that can help identify patterns of behavior and experiences that basically leave you feeling stressed and jotting down five things you feel grateful for. My God, so many people don't even think about what they're grateful for. But that's what makes you a magnetic person, a person who is grateful, a person that fosters gratitude. It, it increases our well-being. It increases our ability to connect with others. It increases our ability to reach our purpose. To be grateful is one of the humblest, most wonderful qualities a person can have. You know, also, prayer and meditation Great way to lower feelings of stress. You know, 10 minutes a day can help relax your body, clear your mind, stabilize emotions. You know, stress is basically a, a emotional tension or a, or a mental strain, and it's too common of a feeling for many of us. You know, at the APA, the American Psychological Association, says the average stress level of adults in the United States, and this was way back in 2015, was 5.1 on a scale of 1 to 10. Too much stress can produce both physical and emotional symptoms. So let's look at one of those things that are good signs of stress. You know, depression, the anxiety and Depression Association of America, the ADAA, defines depression as an illness in which an individual experiences a persistent and severe low mood. And there's a lot of research out there that says there's a link between high levels of stress and the onset of depression. You know, there, there's one research uh, uh, event uh, of over about 800 women investigated the link between different types of stress and major depression. And during that study, they found that both chronic and acute stress events contribute to greater incidence of depression, especially in women. And, and another study examined stress levels of the working age population and per, uh, participants' overall stress levels and symptoms were measured. Depression was more common in people who reported higher levels of stress. And that has to do with hopelessness, folks. 
That has to do with unmet expectations. If you have depression, you have lots of expectations that are ridiculous. And what you have to do is back up and go, okay, okay. I have all these expectations. I have an expectation my kid's going to be a straight-A student. I have an expectation that everybody's going to do what they're supposed to do. I have an expectation that I'm going to have a great you know, marriage. And I have an expectation I'm always going to be healthy, whatever that is. And the bottom line is relieve it and change it to I prefer I prefer I had better health. I prefer that my kid was a straight-A student. I prefer life was easier. I prefer I wasn't in debt. Those are all great things to accept and then build from it with a strategy. You can't just sit in your emotions to deal with your problems. Emotions don't deal with problems, they exacerbate them. And so you gotta back up, you gotta back up way back and go, I prefer, I prefer, I prefer, and this is what I'm gonna do about it. You don't just sit with an emotion. You know, you can always reach out to a mental health professional, both a, a psychotherapy, medication, can be effective treatments. And there's a lot of great antidepressants out there. There's also mindful techniques and exercise. You know, yoga can do wonders for lots of people. You know, anxiety differs from depression. It's characterized by feelings of overwhelming dread rather than just feelings of sadness. However, like depression, there's a lot of studies that say that stress may be linked to anxiety, anxiety disorders. And in truth, anxiety usually comes with depression. You're either anxious because you're depressed or you're depressed because you're anxious. And, and you know, the medications you take uh, based, are based off of what is leading the show, anxiety or depression. You know, but anxiety can be treated and, and there's a lot of treatments out there. There's a lot of natural approaches. There's a lot of medication approaches. And obviously, there's therapeutic approaches for mental health. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about stress and anxiety. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, 
please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about stressed out, and who can relate to that? Everybody, I bet you everybody can relate to that, unless you're really good at being mindful. Mindful means you're just in the moment. You're not clouding your brain with the past, with the future. You're just present. You're present right here, right now, in this moment, and that's the only problem. It's not even a problem. It's just all that you have. And that's the meaning of life, folks. And I'm serious about that. The meaning of life is being able to make memories. And the only way to do that is to be fully present in the moment you're in and actually function in that moment with all your will and all your heart and all of your attention. You know, irritability is a big ingredient that comes along with stress. And irritability in children is called depression. But irritability and anger can become common traits in people who are stressed out. I mean, they deal with it because they're sick of it. They're just sick of everything. And if anybody else makes their life any harder, especially their spouse, their children, people that they love, people that are supposed to be helping them, they just go bonkers. And they get nasty and they say nasty things and they do nasty things because they're so angry that people are not trying to relieve the stress. They're trying to add to the stress. You know, it can be very complicated. You know, there's a whole lot of strategies that can keep your anger under control. And by the way, anger management is not really anger management. It's managing your anger before it turns into rage. You know, rage is what does all the damage. And people that are angry, yes, they will say irritable, terrible things. But people that say do rage, they do and say some of the worst stupid things that you could possibly do in your life. And so you need to manage your anger because your anger and your rage can lead you to jail. It can lead you to broken relationships. It can lead you to do dumb things that you can't really account for. It can lead you to make rash, stupid decisions. And people that go through life with anger – And rage oftentimes become very narcissistic and selfish and box everybody out of their life because nobody wants to deal with that kind of energy. You know, relaxation techniques are huge. You know, problem solve. What Use your brain instead of trying to force everybody to do what you want, you know, and and, and communicate. Those are great methods of helping curb your anger. But if you're going to communicate, here's how you communicate. Be the adult. You know, I'm really upset because this happened. You know, I'm really scared. I'm really stressed out because I'm worried about our finances. I don't know what this bill's going to look like, and I don't know what our cash flow is. You know, uh, just say it. Talk about what you're stressed out about. You, you know, share it. There's comfort in that. And someone else may have a great idea to help you. If you're willing to listen, most of us are horrible listeners. But if you're a good listener, guess what? You control the conversations. You actually, if you're a good listener, you're one of the most powerful people in the world because you're willing to learn from others. Wow, wow, that's a kind of a humble thing to do. God forbid somebody be humble and actually want to learn from other people instead of sit around and try to Google all their answers. You know, also, stress affects sex. It causes a low sex drive. 
And some people, too much stress can have a really strong impact on their sex drive and their desire to be intimate. And so, you know, there's a lot of research surrounding stress and low libido, uh, especially in women, but it can certainly affect men too. You know, uh, there's a lot of social stress during adolescence affecting our sexual appetite of uh, 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 especially when it was performed on hamsters, male hamsters during their adult life. You know, reducing stress is basically a good way to restore your sex drive and improve your libido because it makes you available and in the moment. It's amazing. You know, self-care, relaxation, exercise are a few ways to raise your self-confidence. Improve your health. Get that fat off your body. You know, your, your knees are not able to hold up all that weight. You weren't built to hold you up like that. You know, a typical Americans were way overweight. And we need to affect our knees in a better way. If we can carry ourselves better and lose that weight, which is just tissue, it's just water, it's just a bunch of crap that you can get rid of if you just get off your butt and get out there and do something with your life. You know, it's important. It's important that we take care of ourselves and do not try to make our body carry weight that it cannot carry. You know, do something about it. You know, it's 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 maintaining a healthy diet, keeping your body active, your mind active. Your mind is the first thing that that receives the best care from cardio. If you do that every day, like an obsessive compulsive disorder, you just do it because you have to. And if you don't do it, you can't be the person you are. Go out there and obsess on exercise and make and diet and make your body into something you're proud of and it's healthy. I'm not talking about being a, like a sex symbol. I'm talking about being healthy. That's a big deal. You know, avoid activities like drinking and smoking that keep that will not help your brain be healthy. Also, uh, with stress, there's always compulsive behavior. You know, there's always been a link between stress and addictive behaviors. You know, and also uh, people that have affairs, people that do stupid things, people that were ADHD and impulsive and they can't stop themselves. You stress them out. They're going to make and exacerbate an enormous amount of stupid decisions, including uh, uh, basically anything to attack their own personal integrity, uh, anything to attack themselves. They basically will self-defeat by doing what they want and what they feel rather than what they think. If you did what you thought before you do what you feel If you can only attach an emotion to your thought that is healthy, it will help you get good things done. You know, hard makes your life easier. Do hard. Do hard and become an expert at something that other people will seek you out for. You know, also stress, mood swings. You know, the the, the many emotional effects of stress can leave you feeling like you're experiencing mood swings. And people that are stressed out, especially if they're bipolar, are moody and foul-tempered, and they go up and down and up and down and up and down. If you want a manic episode, live in stress, and you will be one unhappy person, and everybody around you will be very unhappy also having to deal with you. You know, with many other emotional signs of stress, it's easy to see just how big of an influence it can have on your overall mood. You know, there's a lot of ways. Reduce it. Enjoy nature. Celebrate with friends. Be mindful. You know, be more serious, you know, the the more serious mood swings that don't need seem to go away. Reach out to a medical health professional 
um, whether it's a psychiatrist or, or a psychologist or a therapist, and let them help you. That's what they studied. Let, you, let yourself be helped. You know, if you could do that and not be prideful, life would be a lot easier. You know, we're supposed to live a consultative life, not in a vacuum of our own personal intelligence. Reducing emotional symptoms of stress starts with reducing the sources of stress in your life. And there is actually an American Institute of Stress. And they say that while there are a variety of stress-reducing techniques, finding ones that work for you can be very important. As a matter of fact, that should be your one mission in life. You know, physical activities like running or jogging or riding a bike, aerobics, that's a great way to physically relieve stress and tension. Relaxing physical activities like yoga or tai chi can help work your body while relaxing your mind. You know, these, there's, they, they even suggest some yoga poses in the American Institute of Stress on their website. You know, uh, mindful techniques like meditation strengthens your emotional responses. And it also reducing stress in different areas of your life when possible can help lessen your exposure to chronic stressors. You know, there's a lot of mobile apps that will calm your mind. So get on your Apple store or your Google store or whatever and look up some meditation apps, you know. Uh, uh, there's also guided conversations to help you manage stress and anxiety. There's applications for that. You know, so, so it's really important. Finding stress-reducing techniques. Here we are in the holiday season, probably the most stressful time of year, probably this year, especially with all of the restrictions we have and that we're facing. You know, it's really important to find stress-reducing techniques that work for you. And, and it's, it decreases that emotional stress. And over time, you'll find that your resolve against stress becomes stronger and your symptoms improve and you as a person become much more resilient. Think of all the limitations of your brain to be able to read that book or learn something new. All the costs that stress uh, uh, forces you to pay and restricts your life and, and narrows your vision if you can eliminate stress, you can open the door to your brain and your life and create opportunities you never, ever, ever thought possible. You know, it's really important to do calming exercise and manage your anxiety with, with, with uh, you know, a, 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 like a calm application uh, or, you know, some kind of something that you can get on the Google store. You know, try try a, a guided meditation, a sleep story, or stretches designed uh, to help you focus and relax. And it's important to do all that. You know, stress affects people differently. Some cope with it well, whereas others appear to be constantly buckled under pressure. And it affects people differently. You know, it's important to recognize if stress is, is taking over your life or when you're unable to cope with your day-to-day -day problems, that means stress is in charge rather than you. You know, uh, our body is good at coping with acute stress, for example, but, which is basically a short burst of fright when a door slams or, or someone shouts loudly. However, chronic Long-term stress is where the problem just sits there. And this is the big deal. This is what really hurts us. It may not be as obvious as acute stress, but when, for instance, acute stress is just quick incidents that, that go away very quickly. But when you have this chronic stuff presented over a period of time, 
it has a really damaging effect on your health and well-being. And if you're a control freak and a ruminator where you just sit and think about the same thing over and over and over again like most people do, you are stressing yourself out. You got to learn to let stuff go. Pick a battle. Pick your battle. Don't try to be perfect because there is no thing as perfect. I can't believe how many people out there believe they and think it's okay to be a perfectionist. It's not okay to be a perfectionist. It's okay to have a, a job or something that you have to do perfect, like creating the Hubble telescope or something crazy like that. That has to be perfect in many regards. But nothing in this human life is truly perfect. You know, we are evolving and we're always evolving. And so looking for perfection is not looking to evolve. When, when we are looking to evolve, we're looking to adapt, not be perfect. That's an important thing to understand. You know, uh, it's important to, to recognize if stress is taking over. And so you have to be able to accept what you originally were not willing to accept. You know, a lot of people are having trouble accepting this election. And yeah, there's probably been fraud. There's probably been voter fraud. Definitely, <laughs> I, I must say, I quite frankly believe it. But the, but the truth is, is that we have to accept the, the, the outcome. We have to accept the outcome. And if there are problems, we have to fix those problems. And it's not all going to happen in the legal system. It's got to happen through lawmakers taking accountability for how people are elected so people will trust our election again. But the bottom line is we still have to accept what we got. Accept what you have and make better of it. Have an opinion. Influence. That's our only thing that we can do in this life is influence. And it's a huge thing. You know, um, if you wake up in a good mood, your day seems to go well, you know, uh, according to studies. However, if you wake up feeling a bit down or in a bad mood because of stress, it, it seems like everything is against you and you're looking out for other problems and becoming irritable no matter what you do to try to help yourself. So stress affects you emotionally and it makes you feel irritable and moody. So if you're going to think of everything in a negative state, in a stressful state of mind, you know, you're going to be overwhelmed by work, by family problems, by new experiences, find it difficult to relax or switch off. And other problems, such as with relationships and feelings of isolation, can come about. And these may develop into a sense of loneliness and depression. And that's huge, huge. You know, it, it's many people don't like to open up to others about their emotional symptoms that they're experiencing, but keep things to themselves. And that can cause emotions to worsen. And that's sad because people think they're vulnerable when they're emotional. But the fact is, is you're showing other people that it's OK to feel, you know, to try to not feel and become a robot. We, we're that we're not human. We're just existing. Be nice. Be nice. Share your emotions. Share your joy. Be, you know, be, be grateful and, and be gracious and give grace to people. Grace means forgiveness. Most people are not ill-intended. They're well-intended. And you have to look for that in people if you want to learn to forgive. You know, a lot of people, they just won't open up. And that is a big problem. People under stress can, can experience a whole lot of physical symptoms. You know, a stressed person can can have constipation, diarrhea. You know, there's there's many of uh, physiological things that take place in your digestive tract when you're stressed out. 
You know, they also may experience unexplained uh, aches and pains, chest pains. A lot of people end up in the emergency room thinking they're having a heart attack when they're just having an anxiety attack. Um, You know, they have difficulty breathing. And so they develop this anxiety attack with feelings of nausea and dizziness and rapid shallow breathing, heart palpitations and, and pain in the neck and the shoulders, maybe in the chest can be a complaint. And then there's lower back pain that a lot of people have. There's unexplained muscle pains as well as uh, stress headaches caused by involuntary tightening or tension of muscles in, in all kinds of areas of the body. Here's what you need to do. Your brain's stealing all your oxygen. It's taking all the oxygen out of your bloodstream. And so your, your, your organs are sputtering because you're clenching your teeth and you're breathing through your nose. And we only breathe through one nostril at a time. That's why we get boogers. One side dries up and the other side is active. So here's what you do. Drink water through an aerated bottle. That means a sports bottle. It has that little the aerator on the top. And basically when you drink the water, it goes. Duk, 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 duk. And the reason it's doing that is it's activating the, the, the oxygen in the water, which is about 86%, air has only got like 23%. So the bottom line is water is a direct source of oxygen. It restores your brain, and then the brain releases the oxygen back to your organs, and everybody's happy. And, and that's a big deal. That's, that's why athletes drink it, because that oxygen goes directly into their muscles, and that aerator does all the work that the body would have to do by breaking out the oxygen molecules and letting them instantly work, rather than sit around waiting for your body to break it down and make it work. That's why athletes drink from those bottles, because it ignites their muscles immediately. And guess what the brain is? A muscle. Yep, that's it. You know? Uh, people with pre-existing joint pain such as wear and tear, arthritis, may have, you know, find that their pains worsen when they're under stress. I know I do. I have uh, arthritis. Stress releases chemicals into the bloodstream, which encourage inflammation. And there's a lot of, 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 of brain effects. It can affect the way you reason, the way you react, your creativity, the way you respond to situations. It basically will strip you down to a fight or flight person. And that's a reptile, my friends. And that's not what we want to be. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the types of stress that we have and how we can work through that. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? 
you're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about stressed out. And I'll tell you something. People that are stressed out, they find themselves to be very vulnerable because they know they're stressed out and they know they're not thinking clearly and they're doing stupid things that may self-defeat. They may even lose their job because their their thoughts are too fuzzy and their brain is, their concentration is not there. They're remembering. Your memory is affected by stress. Uh, you know, ordering and processing your thoughts correctly is something that you need to do. And you know, if you're stressed out, you need to start making lists and you need to break everything out that you're doing so that you can have it in front of you so that you can organize your life. Because if you're stressed out, you're likely to, to, to let a lot of very important things fall through the cracks. You're also very likely not to be available to your partner, to your children, to your life, to your family, to your loved ones, to, to your friends. If you're stressed out, you're letting yourself run out of control. You know, your performance at work, your home life suffers, you know, your to-do list keeps racing through your mind, and you may find difficulty in focusing on one task. And here's something you can do to help yourself. Break things down into little 25-minute intervals and do that. Just do that for 25 minutes and then take a break and then do something else. And then take a break and do something else for 25 minutes. And if you do that, you're going to knock out a lot of your list. And if you can do maybe five segments of 25-minute tasks in a day, you're going to accomplish a lot of things that you're quite frankly going to be proud of. And your stress levels will go down. But the people that are most stressed are ruminating over stuff they just can't completely control. People that are stressed out generally hate process. They want outcome, outcome, outcome. And that's why our generation of people in this life are so crazy because all they want is outcomes, outcomes. They want it. They want it now. But there's a process you have to follow. And it's very important to understand that process is important because that's where the learning is. And if you can be present in the process, you can learn a lot and you can actually enjoy life a lot more because that's what life is. It's about process. It's not about outcomes. Marriage is about process. It's not outcomes. Children, about it's about process. And it's important to follow the process and the development and to be available to it. 
You're not looking for outcomes. You know, some people live for vacation. You shouldn't do that. You need to have take a vacation in life and be available and present in the moment with somebody that's in front of you and, and actually spend some time empathizing and getting to know them. A lot of people lose empathy, and empathy is so important to connect us as human beings. Many people lose their intimacy because they're under stress, and so they just go through life ruminating about their own problems and they never relate to other people and then eventually die and nobody remembers them because they were too stressed out to relate to and they were not available to even have a conversation with. You know, difficulty with judgment and reasoning can also lead you to failing to make correct decisions, which can lead you to self-confidence uh, issues and also uh, lack of integrity which is what keeps us attractive in the old age when we're old and ugly. If you have your integrity, you've still got an attractive property that's extremely important. Otherwise, you end up in a nursing home with nobody to ever take care of you. You know, difficulty uh, uh, with behaviors also comes about. People under stress may unwillingly pick up behavioral and physical habits like uh, biting or picking at nails or nervous tics, picking on your face, pacing. Uh, often stressed persons unaware of the habits, although the signals are apparent to those other people around them. You know, eating uh, patterns can also change when you're under stress. And this results in weight changes, which, which in both directions, it can lead to loss of appetite or anorexia or weight loss. On the other hand, some people binge on food when they're under stress. And, and also sleep patterns are often directly affected by stress. While some people find that sleep they sleep too much, others find that they're unable to, to settle or quiet their mind long enough to fall asleep or stay asleep. And that's scary, my friends, because if you're stressed out, it's affecting your sleep, it's affecting your day, it's affecting your moods, it's affecting your relationships, it's affecting your concentration, it's affecting your job. It's running your life. That means you got to change the way you think. And that means you may want to reach out and get some help. But the big thing is you not, you got to learn to calm your mind down. I prefer, I prefer, I prefer. That's what you need to do in your communication, not I expect, I expect, I expect. I expect is one of the most ridiculous things you can do to yourself. You know, it may work at work that you have expectations, but in your personal life, it's more healthy to say, I prefer, I prefer, I prefer. You know, uh, um, some people stop communicating. Some people stop socializing. Some people lose their friends because they're just so stressful. It's hard to be around them. You know, relief from stress may be found with, with uh, addictive substances, and that's never a good thing. Um, alcohol and drugs, while they may uh, help the symptoms temporarily, they usually lead to further problems that like, uh, uh, like depression. And, and anxiety, and, and also physical illness. And I'm talking about major costs, major costs that people pay when they are stressed out. Physical illness, we've talked about it before, but, but uh, skin rashes, uh, uh, eczema, life-threatening problems like heart disease and cancer, these are usually seen over long periods of time, but it's been known that acute stressful events can lead to heart attacks and strokes. No surprise there, you know. There's also, you know, external stressors such as events and situations that happen to you. You know, something like a major life change. These changes can be positive such as a new marriage, planned pregnancy, promotion or a new house 
or they can be negative, such as the death of a loved one or a divorce. Then there's these environmental, and this is external stressors. You know, the input of the world around us can be a source of stress. I know that the media, the god-awful media that we have in this world, is a horrible source of stress. Politics is a horrible, horrible source of stress in our life. Consider how you react to sudden noises, such as a barking dog, or how you react to a bright sunlit room or a dark room. Also, unpredictable events, like something that happens out of the blue, that's uninvited, house guests arrive, or you discover your rent has gone up, or that your pay has been cut. That can stress somebody out big time. Also, the workplace. There's a lot of stressors at work, you know, impossible load, endless emails, urgent deadlines, demanding boss. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, social, the, meeting new people can be stressed out. You know, just think about going on a blind date or if you're tar- starting to sweat or if you just got divorced and now you're starting dating again, don't even know how to date. That can be stressed out. You know, those feelings and thoughts that pop up in your head cause your unrest. And it's, it, it, that's the something that's called an internal stressor, like fear. Fear is going to eat you alive. You know, fear of failure. Stupid. A lot of people have fear of failure. What do you think the scientific process is? Failure. Failure over failure and learning from failure and then taking that failure and evolving it into an, a, an answer that may assist in helping other people. It's huge. We should not fear failure. That's crazy. You know, you should embrace failure. That's called experiential learning. Experiential learning is a big deal. You know, fear of public speaking, fear of flying. Public speaking, what a great way to influence other people's lives. Why would you be afraid of that? You know, why would you be afraid to take wisdom that you've learned in your life and not try to and try to apply that to help other people? That's a big deal. Fear of flying. What about being excited to go where you're going rather than sit around on the plane and freaking out about that? It's not like you can control the plane. It's not like you can fly the plane. You need to have faith that other people know what they're doing. You know, it's 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 called faith, folks. And and faith can lead you to many great things in this life. And and you know, by the way, you know, if if you're religious in any regard, if you believe in God in any way you do, that's called faith and it teaches you how to live. And that's what is required. We do not get the outcomes that we want all the time. We can only influence outcomes. And if you can accept that, you can accept being human. Big deal. You know, uncertainty and lack of control is what drives our brains. You know, a few people enjoy not knowing or being uh, able to control what might happen. They freak out about that. They think about how you might react when they're waiting for the results of a a test, like a medical test. You know, do you have cancer? We don't know. Got to find out. Well, why do you have to freak out? Can you just relax and wait to get the answer? That is the best and most helpful thing you do. The big deal is your philosophy. That's your beliefs. That might be your attitude, your opinions, your expectations. You know, uh, if you have a bad attitude, if your opinions are crazy, if you're a conspiracy theorist or you have expectations, you know, uh, uh, that are out of control, you may even think about how your beliefs shape your experience. You know, these preset thoughts often set up for stress. You know, but if if you are an adaptive person, 
if you're able to adapt to what's given you in life, you have no reason to be depressed. You have reason to enjoy and to learn. And that's a huge deal. You know, recognize a problem is the first step towards resolving it. Recognizing that problem. By the beginning, to identify and understand the sources of your stress, you've taken the first step to learn to better manage it. And now you can manage it. You may not eliminate it, but stress is a fact of life, and that's okay. You can learn ways to handle it. Stress generally refers to two things, uh, psychological perception of pressure and the body's response to it. On the other, which involves multiple symptoms uh, from metabolisms to muscle to memory. And, and some stress is, necessarily for, uh, is necessary for all people, all living systems. But it means uh, that you need to encounter and respond to the challenges and uncertainty of existence. And that's called resiliency, which is what we all must be. You know, a stressful event, whether it's a sudden appearance uh, on, like a snake, something on a path, or a fear of losing your job when the boss yells, or, or, or it triggers a whole bunch of hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol that surge through your body, and those hormones want to do something. They increase your heartbeat, the circulation of your blood, you know, mobilize fat to store it, sugar for immediate energy, focus on tension to track the danger. And by the way, that, that cortisol is a big deal because when you're storing fat, you're storing fat to survive. Unfortunately, many piece, people are so stressed out that they're storing fat for a lifetime and it eventually kills them. You know, you try, there's also with the adrenaline preparing the muscles for movement and, and this, you know, life-saving Fight-or-flight response was meant to solve short-term life-threatening problems and not extend difficulties and to live in like people that live in big cities with daily traffic jams or marital problems. A, a few of those challenges can hijack the stress response right away. You know, why are people stressed and anxious? What if you started being hopeful? What if you say your spouse is angry with you or whatever and they're threatening divorce, whatever? What if you say, you know what? I have hope. I have hope this is, is going to work out. I do have hope. I have hope that you're going to see a different side of me. I'm, 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 I have hope that we're going to have a great life together. And just keep staying there because it's stressful for the other person to be angry and irritable and just stay in that place, especially if they see you inviting them to something more, less stressful. You know, signs of stress like insomnia, stomach aches, headaches, muscle tension, racing heartbeat, trouble concentrating. Uh, signs of burnout. It's, 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 it's a distinct example of what a person is doing experiencing stress. And if there's emotional exhaustion, if there's cynicism, depersonalization, re reduced ability to be a person, that's a big deal, folks. And you need to deal with it. We've got the holidays coming up. You know, get moving. Let's take on our health, our body, our stress. Let's directly attack it and go after it and get an expert out there that can help you. That's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. And you can do that from our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, stressed, spelled backwards, it's desserts. <laughs> if stress burnt calories, most of us would be supermodels. <laughs> You know, did you know that when an octopus is stressed, it eats itself? 
And when you are alone and you feel lonely, you are obviously in bad company. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 